Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of the book of Ephesians. God has chosen to reveal to us by His own desire and predetermination His formerly hidden mystery as to the summing up of all things in Christ. Made known to us the mystery means that in Christ we now have revelation of things not known in Old Testament times. In our trip through Ephesians, we are stopping at a pullout along the highway to take in a majestic view as far as the eye can see. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he helps us understand the word mystery and New Testament revelations in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Paul, the Mystery Apostle. This morning, we come to Ephesians chapter 3, the beginning of what we call chapter 3. Of course, Paul didn't write six chapters. He wrote one letter. Um, But this is where Paul is about to pen a glorious uh, prayer for his friends in Ephesus and, by extension, for all believers who would ever read this. And it would be express his desire that we be filled up to all the fullness of God. And those words are in chapter 3, uh, verse 19. Now, he actually kind of starts the prayer at the beginning of chapter 3 at verse 1. But then, and this thrills the heart of people who think like I do, then he interrupts himself and he digresses about the whole purpose of his life and his whole purpose for penning this letter. There's a place in chapter 1 that has a a hyphen or a a dash, I guess, not a hyphen. And if you stopped there and skipped all the way down to verse 14, uh, there would be no no missing part of the logic of the book. Uh, That's the beginning of the prayer, but then this is the sort of impromptu sidebar introduction. So this is a good point in Ephesians for us to take a step back And by focusing on Paul's little uh, self-imposed preamble to his prayer, we can see how all of this that he's writing about in Ephesians fits into the eternal plan of God, the big, broad picture. There's a fascinating key word in our text, the word mystery. We already saw it in uh, chapter 1, verse 9, where he said, in all wisdom and insight, he he made known to us the mystery of His will. And I told you when we got there that we're going to be focusing more on mystery in chapter 3. Well, here we are in chapter 3, and we're going to focus a lot today on mystery. And he's talked about this administration suitable to the fullness of the times, the summing up of all things in Christ. So what he's made known um, to us about this mystery is related to the fullness of the times and the summing up of all things into Christ. There's a, there's a, or in Christ, there's a, there's a connection to a a bigger picture strongly hinted at right there. Well, God has chosen to reveal to us by His own 
desire and predetermination and exactly by the people and the writings and the places that he did these things. He's given us this formerly hidden mystery as to the summing up of all things in Christ. Uh, He has made known to us the mystery. That means that in Christ, we now have the revelation of things not known in Old Testament times. The book of Ephesians happens to be, of all the the books of the New Testament, it's the one where the most is written about this mystery, which is about summing up all things in Christ. It's about the church, the body of Christ, comprised of Jews and Gentiles together in Christ. Now, I'm going to massage that a little bit. And and by the way, uh, I got a really outstanding question for Provoke the Pastor asking me to talk about the mystery that Paul was talking about. So I'm accidentally stealing my own thunder, and I won't be answering this question again in the, the coming weeks. But as we move through this, I decided we could title this Paul the Mystery Apostle. And by that, I mean intentionally to make a little play on the word mystery. Think of it as we're making our way on a trip through Ephesians, but we're going to stop at one of those pullouts along the highway where there is this majestic view as far as the eye can see in, a, in, in 180 degrees and all the way off to the horizon. And then we'll come back and we'll continue to connect the dots in the book of Ephesians. But this is going to be Paul, the mystery apostle, and at the risk of sounding like a cheesy movie trailer, the outline is the man, the mystery. All right, here we go. The man. Paul mentions himself here, and I want to tell you some things about him. Uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through these through 3. This is our whole text this morning, and I still owe you going back and connecting everything to the end of chapter 2. We'll, we'll do that uh, next Sunday, Lord's willing. Paul says, For this reason... I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, and now here's that dash uh, that you could go right into his prayer in verse 14 from there, but he says this, for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace which was given to me for you, that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery as I wrote before in brief. Well, what he wrote before in brief is, well, what he's already written in this book, uh, chapters, one, chapters 1 and 2, especially uh, verses 19 through 22 of chapter 2, where he just finished off. And remember, that's all about this glorious, unforeseen thing where Jews and Gentiles, who for centuries had hated each other, are now brought together in Christ. And the distinctions are, they're gone In Christ, we stand in His grace, Jew, Gentile, slave, free, male, female, barbarian, Scythian, all those that are listed in Galatians chapter 3. Any human distinction we could make, anything that would drive wedges between people and create hostility between people, that's wiped out in the body of Christ because all come hearing the same message, those who are near, those who are far off in the terms of Jews and Gentiles, all by the same message, receiving the same uh, salvation. Now, Paul's going to pray for the Ephesians, and by extension, he's praying for us, telling us it's not enough to merely understand 
that it's wonderful to be in Christ and to be part of the church that He is building. He wants us to dig deep and pray diligently that we will do our individual and our collective parts to be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now, that terminology implies you got some work to do. You can, you, you can be continually filled up, that there's a, a, a something called fullness that you want to reach, and hence the, the great prayer later in this chapter. But, but notice how personal this is. This is why I say, here's the man. He says, I, Paul. That's unusual. Um, he uses his own name here for effect. Uh, I think he's meaning to uh, connect emotionally with his friends in Ephesus. And this would have evoked a, a tender response. Remember how um, Paul had uh, stopped by Ephesus on his way back from his, last, from his third missionary uh, journey? And uh, he spent some time with them, called together the elders of the church. And, and as he was leaving, they wept aloud and they repeatedly kissed him. It literally says they were falling on his neck and kissing him as he said goodbye in Acts chapter 20. There's a, there's a deep connection between Paul and his friends in Ephesus. And so he says, I, I'm, I'm just appealing to you as your, as your friend, as your brother in Christ. And notice what else he says to describe himself here. I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus. Now, this is interesting. Where did he write this book from? Rome, specifically in a prison cell in Rome. And I'm sure that if there was an orange jumpsuit that he wore, and I kind of doubt there was, it did not have a logo on it that says, Property of Jesus Christ. But that's how Paul saw it all. He was not arrested by Rome. He was arrested at the hands of some temple authorities by some angry, unbelieving Jews who um, misunderstood what he had done and turned it into a, a wild, false accusation. He wound up getting turned over to the Romans to spare his life, and then he winds up appealing his case to Caesar, which was his right as a Roman citizen. So he ultimately was arrested by Jews, imprisoned by Romans, and he says, I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. How does that work? Well, I belong to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God. God is sovereign so, if I am a prisoner and I am in a jail cell in Rome, I am exactly where Jesus Christ wants me, and I am happily chained to Him, if you will. Now, He didn't choose to be uh, in prison, but regardless of whatever His captors thought, they were just doing the will of God by keeping Him there until the time that He was to be released, and He was there to further the cause of Christ. His imprisonment, he says, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for the sake of you Gentiles. Paul was God's chosen instrument to spread the gospel, and he had a very specific plan. Every place he went, he followed his own pattern that he wrote in Romans chapter 1 to the Jew first. He always went to the synagogue. He always evangelized the Jews as much as he could for as long as he could, and he would always get thrown out. And he would go to the Gentiles. 
and He would bring as many of them to faith as God would, would, would choose to draw to Himself in that place. And there would be the birth of a church, Jew and Gentile together in the body of Christ. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.